Let's go. Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 49 of another Woodshop Podcast where we sing and dance our ways into your hearts. <laughs> ballroom dance our way ballroom, ballroom dance and acapella sing uh, 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 thank you uh, <laughs> like dan's looking into his armpit all right hey this that, week's episode we have a we have a sponsor that you're probably familiar with you may have heard of them hmm? it's Macbeth hardwood oh i have heard, heard of that this week they're actually sponsoring the show this week which is crazy we love Macbeth. and very very much appreciated. The same uh, Macbeth, Macbeth Hardwood that, that sponsors the giveaway, the giveaway? every week for one. the past 35 yes. weeks. We Did you know we do a giveaway? Some people didn't. Okay. So this uh, week, we, I wanted to point you in the direction of Macbeth's website and also their Instagram, but also they are running a sale that if you spend $50 or more, you get $10 off. And that to me nice. is 20%. Nope. Is that right? 25%. 20%. That's 20%, 20%. Anything over 50 bucks. Dan, you're the math, <laughs> math. guys. Yeah. 20. Come on. Where's my, where's 20. my chart now? 20. No, 20. it's 20% off. So, uh, anytime you spend $50 or more, you get $10 off. So, uh, mention this ad when you check out with them and you will get $10 off $50 or more. Nice. So big thank you to Macbeth as usual. And go we sign up for their week. newsletter. Yes. Pete's yeah. going to put their newsletter in the, um, in the show description down below. Spoiler. So check that it's out. already there. Oh, Pete's so good. He's so on it. Yep. Uh, Pete, is there anyone else you'd like to thank? Uh, yeah, the people that sign up to our newsletter, our patrons. <laughs> nice. A huge shout out to you guys. Nice. And if you want to help support the show, check us out on patreon.com slash another wish podcast. And Boom. one thing that's not really Patreon related, but all of our patrons tend to join us every week. Check out the live. Yeah. There's always something awesome happening. We had happening. 70 plus people in there this week. Yeah. We did a we did a spontaneous shirt giveaway because he, we hit one less than 70 people watching at the same time. Nice. It was wild. I guess. Nice. That was very nice. <laughs> very uh, but nice. Yeah, we gave away a shirt last week. Uh, Paul Jackman stopped by and just like yeah. made it rain discount codes for his page. It's great. <laughs> true, so you true, never know true, what true. might happen. So just, you know, check it out. And it's becoming Mike, think, quite the event. It's It's quite the event. It's, it's, one, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, as I said. Social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every week, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. What can I do to get you in this pre show live today? <laughs> today. So, um, <laughs> slaps top of pre show. Slap top of pre show. <laughs> so much real. No. Uh, you can fit so much podcast into this. Is that what? It, uh, no? All right. <laughs> we, and speaking of fitting, the, we fit two new patrons in there, right? We did. We, we uh, did. James Thompson joined the family and Brian Colette. So thank you so much to thank them for guys. joining. Thank you for uh, Would, becoming part of the Wouldn't you say family. they joined the Kielbasi Posse? They, they are did. part of the Kielbasi Posse. Yes. The, uh, what was the army? The Polish army. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Kapar. Comrade. <laughs> Comrade Kapar. That's right. Comrade, Comrade Kapar. Kapar. I should probably know all the things from our own show. Uh, There's shirts in our Etsy store that have all these things on them. And if they don't, uh, they will soon. <laughs> Weird plug. Are they, are they in there, Dan? 
Did you already make a comrade? I don't Kapar know about one? comrade Kapar. <laughs> what about Kibasi well, Posse? That has to be in there. Oh right? yeah, Kibasi Posse is in there. Kibasi Posse. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just I checking. clearly you know need to make comrade Kapar though. Yeah, there's actually there's one in there that's really good. It's Dan. What's the thing? It's that you say every week. There's a shirt of it. What's on my bench? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one, Pete. That was a nice transition. Pete, transition. you've retained your job. Yay. Uh, we do have to get rid of Keith, but Pete is in. Yeah, man. Uh, so, I mean, who wants to do so, what's on my bench first? Dan made the sound, so go, Dan. Yep. Dan goes first. You so, this week, I've been working on the giant, ridiculous Tetris bookcase. The cutting board shelf? The cutting board shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been doing like these these insane glue ups like all freaking week. It's it's just like a an eight foot board that I'm gluing together. It's walnut, white oak, mahogany, and maple all week. And I, I glued up like ten of those planks. Eight footers, four quarter. And just yesterday I was able to start actually cutting them up and my my goal is to make a shelf or like a bookcase out of these these planks and it's all going to be like very seamless. It's like it's a client bill obviously. So that's all, all you I do, do around here. And it's going to be it's going to be amazing, but it's it's going to be like it's going to be tricky to pull off because there's no there's no rhyme or reason to the the shelf and the 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 system that that I have in place like it's just a bunch of squares and boxes, and it's all very, uh, how do you say, asymmetrical? Drunk. Oh. It's very is tetris it It's very Tetris-y. Is it all going to be joined together in the Brad assembly, nails. or is it going to be boxes that you would assemble? Oh, it's going to be all then... joined together. It's not going to be separate oh, okay. boxes. I think that'll Drywall look, screws. I think that'll look tactical. Drywall screws. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the somebody of drywall screws really pops against them. I think I, somebody somebody commented on like my IG post. Uh, are you doing this with pocket screws? No, no, I'm not. No, it's all going to be uh, either like glue. It's all going to be dados, rabbits, or or uh, dominoes. It's going to be tricky. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I enjoy the challenge. It's going to be super sweet when I'm done with it. I think. And I've oh, also you're gonna, started. Go I'm ahead. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. I was going to say the joint. You're you're not going to do dados. I mean, you're going to do rabbits and dominoes. It's going to be a combination of it's rabbits. Be one or the other, right? Rabbits. I mean, you're, you're not going to have rabbits, dominoes, or uh, dados. Hmm. You know, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be dope. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think my clients are pretty excited too. They they follow me on the Facebooks, where I have upwards of a dozen <laughs> followers. Wow. Doesn't I know it's many. crazy, <laughs> and on top of that, I've also started on a queen size cherry bed frame that I have for another client. It's going to be nice. It's going to be very nice. It's going to be like a a pretty modern minimalistic like design. I'm pretty excited about that. And then Sick. I, my client for like the basement remodel, contacted me and he said he was ready to start on his. Uh, two Murphy doors, so like they're they're bookcase doors that open up. It's like a hidden door type of deal. That's what I have also, for my air conditioning unit. Oh, really? Yeah, That's right cool. outside the, the room you guys stayed outside of that that used to be bookshelves. It's now it's just 
cabinet doors, but it was a bookshelf that opened up into the furnace. A Murphy door is what they call it. Apparently. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I call it a Harry Potter door. <laughs> <laughs> I so I'm doing, I'm doing double Murphy doors for this client, and I'm going to build him a bar and some upper cabinets and a floating desk, and I'm going to trim out his whole basement. And he's, he called me, and he, he said he's ready to start. So I'm like, oh, gosh. We'll we'll try to start that next week. <laughs> really, Dude, everything you make is massive. Yeah, I don't I don't do small projects unless it's around the holidays. So I, I got a lot of new followers around the holidays when I was making cutting boards, and and people are like, "Oh, you, you must be making cutting boards with all these big glue ups I've been doing." I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> I don't. I don't uh-huh. do cutting boards unless it's around Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, you signed up for this anyway. <laughs> what's on your bench, Pete? Uh, I actually had a pretty busy week. Uh, words are hard. Okay. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think men- last week I mentioned I I made a custom print for John over at Ahanui Artisans, uh, which if you don't follow him, check check him out. Dude's growing his business like crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got some cool stuff going on. But it, we actually ended up doing some trade work, so he ended up sending me one of his coaster forms. So I got one of these things. Yo, these things are really nice quality. And he cuts all these things out on a CNC. Uh, he's got a vacuum bot. bed shop. Yeah. Yep. And it, this thing's really nice quality. It's ready pre, he pre-seals it when he ships out that, for, like your first one. So it's like ready to go out of the box, which is actually really cool. So I'm excited for that. I, I, I had a student give me, gift me a burl that's about 12 inches by 12 inches and about three, four inches tall. 12 it's a nice inches. little piece of burl. Yep. 12 inches, probably a millimeter. <laughs> Um, how many millimeters is that, Dan? A lot. He doesn't. Know. He doesn't know all the maths. <laughs> Just mostly. <laughs> no, no, Keep stop going. it. <laughs> so you can ask Siri. No. Uh, so he got me one of those, and I'm pretty stoked because I'm going to be doing some uh, resin project. Thank you. Appreciate it. 305 millimeters. Ash, you're welcome. <laughs> and everyone in Canada. Uh, so I got that resin form. I'm going to be making some coasters and some other projects with that. I uh, also made a bunch of custom rulers for another maker in a community uh austin albers uh he he brought this idea to me and i was like dude i've been working on his design for a bit and i just have been lazy and he kind of pushed me to do it so i made these sweet little rulers and i figured out how to make double-sided uh cuts or double-sided engravings on the cnc i'm sorry on the laser which is difficult because you don't have like a fence to throw things up against so you just have to make your own it's extra fun and creative so uh, i did that those are pretty fun uh, I got on a lathe this week, mostly out of being mad. Uh, Dan, I pretty much turned like a piece of wood that you pre-chucked in the lathe that you sent me. I pre-chucked uh, a piece of like silver maple. Ma- yeah. You I, turned walnut. No, but I turned that initially and then haven't turned a thing since. So I chucked up this uh, this blank that I had. It was actually, it was Sapelia. I thought it was walnut too. Started turning it. I'm like, this is not walnut the way it's coming off of it and uh i made a little mallet actually wait. oh yeah i have it right here so anyone watching the video i got a sweet little mallet so i still have to finish it but uh also learned that abranet is really good for lathe uh sanding because it's so flexible it doesn't increase at all uh but anyways last thing i'm doing is yet another maker project uh there's someone in the community um their family member reached out to me about making a custom sign i'm keeping it super secret you guys know about it, but basically, I I made a panel of walnut and I see the one for out. April Wilkerson. 
Stop it. It definitely doesn't rhyme with Schmad from Schmixdish Mishma. What? Um, Are you having Brad? a stroke? Are you okay? Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It definitely doesn't rhyme with <laughs> like Charlie Brown's teacher there for a second. Just <laughs> turned into a Muppet. But yeah, stop making that. And I've never actually made a sign like this on a CNC. It car- I carved everything out to about 0.2 inches. I had to use three different bits to get down to all the fine details. And today I actually filled the entire thing with epoxy. So it's not like I carved out letters and filled those letters. I carved out a lot around the letters and filled everything around it with like a border. So that you was turned everything into a negative space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's in my shop drying right now. The heater's really doing a nice job keeping the temperature good. It's actually already pretty hard, which is good. That's what you want in epoxy. Fun fact. Uh, and that's it. That's 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 been my week. It's been pretty busy. I'm going to teach again tomorrow. Uh, only three weeks left before I'm done with the school, and then get to do stuff at home. Now, Mike, what's going on with you? Um, I delivered. Did I do that last week? No, I did that this week. I delivered the uh, the redwood coffee table I've been working on. Oh, that thing is so uh, wait, sexy. Was that last week or this week? Everything I guess this week. Yeah, I think it was Monday. I delivered that. Yeah, because Super Bowl was Sunday, yeah. correct? Yep. Yeah, so Correct. so Sunday Go Sports. So, Sunday I finished. Yeah. Go go team. Go my favorite squadron. Uh I on Sunday I finished our walnut coffee table. Um I used Rubio Pure on that and I'll tell you what, man. I'm absolutely in love with that coffee table. It is I literally go downstairs and I just rub my hands on it. I just love it. What's Which up, says a lot about Rubio because a little peek behind the curtain when when Mike sent the pictures before you put finish on it, he was like, well, I don't know about this. Uh, it's not that great. You put Ruby on it and you were like, oh, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Oh, yeah. It's it's I just love that table. Um, I'm, I've been working on it every moment I can. Like usually I'm up here for work. I've been taking my yeah. my, my Mac and my, my Surface Pro down there and working every day just because it's so nice. I get the fire going anyway. Um, and then Monday I delivered the Redwood coffee table, uh, which was awesome. My CPA, he just, he really was, um, it's just so awesome when you deliver something to a client and they clearly love it. You know, uh, it was really great seeing his face and his assistant. Or I don't know if she's his assistant actually. Um, her name's Megan. She's super nice. I don't know. I think she's the administrative assistant there. I actually don't know. I should know for, for sure. But, um, she was like, oh, it's just great. So I'm also making them some floating shelves. Um, Very nice. And then the that same redwood slab, it was actually a slab that my my neighbor Kent, you guys met Ken. He yeah. actually found the original table. It was a five and a half inch thick piece of redwood Whoa. that I had resawed. Thick. So he had thick thirty seven C's. So he he has the other side of it. Um, so he came over Tuesday night or something, or maybe even Monday night, and we got finish on his as well. So uh, that one's done. I got three slabs out of my shop, which felt really good. And then um, right now, I'm just kind of in go mode. I've got to get 
uh, the bench started. I did all the layout actually today before the show. That's why I was running late. I kind of made a, a, a cut list for everything for myself. Luckily, I've already made the same bench. So I was able to pull that my helps. notes. I keep a notepad. Yeah, I keep, I keep a note, notepad with all my notes. So I pulled my notes in and I made my cut list. So tomorrow I've got my cousin coming over to help me for the day. I think he's coming over Sunday too. So we're going to try to knock out the majority of the bench in terms of the rough cuts and all the rough <laughs> milling. And then um, I've been talking about this dining table that uh, I had. The, a lady had me flatten two walnut slabs like a month or two ago. She finally approved <clears throat> me building the top for her. So, oh, that reminds me, I need to order the C channel. So I need to order the C channel for that. We're gonna get. <clears> but I'm from. doing a big, a uh, little place called Bidwell. Coffee ten ten percent off. So the uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I gotta order those from uh, from Bidwell. I gotta get a hold of Aaron over there. Um. And I actually don't know what length I need, but I'll figure that out. Not on the air, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I got to get that ordered. Um, and I'm just kind of busy. Oh, this week I, um, I've been prototyping this sign for like two weeks. I've been finally starting to cut it. It's not a sign. It's a chart. It's a conversion chart. Um, and uh, I, I put it up on Etsy two nights ago and I've had 15 sales on it, which, uh, man, thanks to everyone who – I'm not like putting my son through college with that thing. But, you know, it's cool. It feels good to have an item that people seem to like. So, um, I've got that thing up, up there and I really like it. So, uh, I, I like how it came out. I like the design. I think it looks pretty cool. And, uh, some other people do too. So that's moving. And then, um, I just had some other Etsy sales this week, just small stuff. So, um, kind of averaging like a sale a day right now. I had someone today buy a bunch of stuff on the store, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just. Just kind of trucking along right now. There's a bunch of other big news that happened this week that the guys know about. I'm not really about to go into it yet. There's a lot of implications from it. So I'm going to start talking about that more as uh, more information comes in on that. But there's some. But people won't say no because of the implication. <laughs> Pete needs to watch. Uh, uh, it's always sunny so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever I hear that word implication, that's what comes to my head. <laughs> but there's some big changes coming. It's not happening fast, but there's some big changes coming down the pipe, and I'm extremely excited right now. So that's kind of it for my week. I know that was a long what's on my bench. Uh, I mean, it's more of a what's on my life, which is yeah, what this is about, really. Going on. What's on yeah, my bench is a, a metaphor bench. for what's going on. <laughs> oh, you're going to double life. down on this? <laughs> Double don't laugh. Dan, how was your day? Pretty good. <laughs> no. um, oh, Dan got good. really mad when somebody asked that question in a pre-show. How's your day? <laughs> well, we do that in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla. All right. Let's, uh, let's, why don't we just jump into some questions here, huh? Yes, please. What's on my questions? Is it, Stop. What's, uh, what's, that's, what's, that's my bit. Don't my, do that. My voicemail. <laughs> I don't have this. Stuff. Hey guys, it's Jay the D. Yep, Josh the Dead, one of the big IG, coming at you with a question this week. And this one's about lasers. Now, sorry Dan, I know Mike and Pete both have a laser, so really this is pointing towards you guys. I am looking at getting a laser eventually. Nothing big. I'm going to keep it small because my wife will shoot me. But how important is it to laser an item with different finishes? I know this might be confusing me. Let me let me rephrase this. Is it best to laser something, specifically a wood piece, when there's absolutely no finish on it? 
Or can you go ahead and throw the laser on there, say, after a good oiling or a paint job? <laughs> paint on wood. Oh, that'd be funny. Anyways, but that's just the question. Lasering wood finishes. Yeah. Obscure. Have a good week. Dan, why don't you go Dan, first? Go first. I don't own a laser, obviously. But something like, you know, I have little alarm bells going off when you want to bring like a laser or fire to a finish. Like, it just seems like a bad idea. I don't know. It is you- a bad idea. Tell me. So, you don't want to do that. You definitely want it to be wood. First of all, you don't know what, even if it's a natural finish, you don't know how. I guarantee you're not going to look at the bottle. Or at the canister, it's, it's going to tell you how it responds to a laser. Yep. So you're kind of like in uh, in guest land at that point. Like you have no idea how it's going to respond. I know like um, a polyurethane is like essentially plastic. I mean, poly is essentially plastic. So yeah. if you're melting plastic, it's going to release chlorine um, and then you'll die. So that's a big no. I mean, you uh, could die. So you, you re- <laughs> I mean, you could. Yeah, if you're like sitting over there <sighs> – Huffing it, you know. <laughs> I mean, YOLO. You could die, but YOLO. No, I mean, yeah, you really want to do it on unfinished wood. Pete, do you have some sort of counterpoint that I can't possibly yes, I do. imagine? Yeah, I do. Of course. Of course I do. So he also asked for a recommendation, and uh, I know he's got a Shapoko, so I would recommend there's a he asked for a recommendation? He, he asked, like, what laser to get entry oh, level did he? one. Yeah. In the beginning. I didn't hear that but part. It, what I would say is, yeah, you can go with like the super cheapo ones off of Amazon. Uh, but honestly, you have a great CNC axis already. And the JTEC uh, company makes a laser for that one. They've actually a couple different ones. And they mount pretty seamlessly to the body of your CNC. And works pretty well. I've heard very good reviews. It's no, you know... 45 watt CO2 it. laser, but, and it, you're going to need to wear the special protection glasses. It's a diode, right? Sure. Like a yeah, seven a watt diode. diode. So it's not that super so it's, bright blue light. It's mostly for one. engraving and not, not so much cutting. It's only engraving. Yeah, it, it's not no, cutting. It'll cut. It'll cut, but you'll have to do multiple it'll passes or, <laughs> no, it'll cut wood. You just have to do, you do paper have to do multiple wood. passes. It's not quite as, touche Dan. Knowledge Dan over here. Knowledge All guy. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm a knowledge guy. <laughs> I'm a knowledge guy. You get to be one thing. You don't get to be math I'm idea a and knowledge guy. I can do all okay. three. It's World of Warcraft. Pick two classes. Come on. <laughs> I'm the multitask guy uh, too. Oh God, get out! <laughs> but yeah, look into JTEC. And I actually recently did a test because I was curious about this. I had a couple boards that um, were finished, ready for sale, and I had someone ask about customization. And around the holidays, I had some scrap pieces of wood that I, like some offcuts from the cutting boards that I made. I ended up just putting Odie's on them and leaving them on the shelf. It's just offcuts of walnut, cherry, whatever, maple. And I ran it through the laser and it actually cut quite nice. And I, I asked some people, I asked the community and people were saying like, yeah, I've cut it with that and it works just fine. What it does is obviously because it's a natural finish. It heats it up so it gets very glossy around the area. But what I would do is rebuff the entire surface with ODs again. It looks perfect. So, Mike, just so you know, regular engraving settings, like 120 on our laser, it looks just great. So you can re-engrave it. 
Now, granted, I don't know what it does to the laser itself, what it off-gasses, things like that. With wood, you usually don't have to worry about it too much. With uh, cutting certain plastics and certain things, you do get stuff on the glass and on your mirrors, which could hamper your cutting ability. But yes, you can cut ODs. I know that for a fact. I would not cut any like polyurethanes or finishes like that. And did, never epoxy. It's a big no-no. Yeah, you so, can't do epoxy. Yeah, that that's is my, straight up plastic. You'll literally just be off-gassing chlorine. Yep. Um, okay, this next question is from Justin Bailey. He is from the Love internet. that guy. Hey guys, Justin here from Campfire Woodworks, and I have a question for you about shop apparel. So I know you've touched a bit on footwear in the shop, and but what about the rest of your outfit? Uh, it's a rule in my household now that my shop clothes have to come off at the door and they go straight into a special hamper because I'm usually completely covered in dust. So do you all have specific clothes that you wear for the shop, and how do you deal with washing out all the sawdust and everything? Thanks, looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Dan? First of all... Not you? No, first of oh. all, I picture Justin coming in from his shop and just stripping naked. That's... I do. Even before this conversation, that's all I had in my head. <laughs> right? I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways. I don't, I don't know if I have all special I think of anymore. Sh- shop clothes. It's just... It's my regular clothes at this point. I feel like anytime I go anywhere nice, I'm wearing shop clothes. Like... Oh, these are the nicest jeans I own, so I'm going to wear these. Funeral, shop clothes. Yeah. Ethnic sandwiches, shop clothes. <laughs> and a nice well, jacket. He's going to wear a black shirt. <laughs> yeah, funeral and a nice jacket and my shop clothes. Um, Is it a uh, Milwaukee heated AWP jacket? AWP shirt and a sports blazer. <laughs> Dude, that Milwaukee heated coat is amazing. I mean, it's been it's been like stupid cold here lately. And even without the battery in that thing and without the the heatedness of it, it's great. It's great. So I'm gonna give a shout out to Jake Miller for sending that to me. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Anyways, I don't I don't have anything to add. I don't feel like uh I just wear regular clothes. Um uh, I'm Pass lucky it. in that Well, I'm still talking. I'm lucky in oh, that you like you said I don't have anything to add. <laughs> but I'm adding. Let the man finish. I'm lucky in that, like, right inside my shop, right inside the house from the shop is my laundry room. So if it's really bad, I can just, like, jump in there and strip strip right there and make sure the kids aren't around because I don't want to scar them for life and just throw my clothes in the laundry. (laughs) But, you know, I have a... I have a little Milwaukee, like, battery-powered mini leaf blower, and I'll blow myself off with that thing. So, you know, that, that helps. Pete, what do you do? Nice. Yeah, and Dan, Dan's got it right. A nice uh, air compressor or vacuum shower or both if you want to double hand it. You got shop <laughs> help, you know, you're just like, hey, you blow me, I'll blow you. Yeah, it just, you know. <clears throat> Anyways, so you do that. Um, well, the, he, he brings up a good point that none of us really touched on yet. Uh, just two of us have spoken, but none of us have touched on yet, which is why are you coming out of the shop so dusty? Like, that's the first problem. Like, I think working on some dust collection, step A. Step two, uh, what I do personally is I have a, a hook as soon as you walk into the garage on my tool cabinet. It's actually a bunch of A-clamps. That, that's the hooks. And like my, sh- if I have like a shop hoodie, shop pants that are already dusty. I come into the house, but then I'm like, I'll change into 
PJ is a regular clothes around the house and I'll hang up those clothes in a shop. You have like it's a ballroom like room outfit you wear to the shop. No, I, I, well, the deep, it is a super deep V down to my navel, but, um, essentially it's like, <laughs> imagine like the intro to Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers magic neighborhood. It's like <laughs> Mr. Petrie's, uh, magic workshop. And like, I walk in, I'm singing, I take off my house clothes. I put on my shop flannel or hoodie, you know, your pants, jacket, <laughs> breakaway pants, <laughs> Um, his my apron jacket. hangs there, I, and I know for a fact uh, Justin wears his apron it. a lot. Yeah, it's a smoking jacket, little little pipe. But yeah, I I keep them right in the shop, so I do, I do tend to uh, swap out. And I I actually, full disclosure, I have to vacuum a lot just outside the shop because we have carpet there. A lot of sawdust makes it into the house, no matter what, how much I try. So, really, uh, Mike, what about you and your hardwood floors or tile floors, whatever they have in hardwood. California? Hard work, fancy. Weird uh, flex. Um, you, you literally just asked. No, uh, I, I just wear clothes, and I keep an air compressor by my shop door, and I just blow myself off. That's all I do. Also, I have a really good dust collection. It's like super high priority for me. Yeah. So I don't like get covered in crap when I am in the shop. I do get dusty, but you know, I just blow myself off. Dust collection, like man. Deal. That's number one it thing you can do. Difference. Yep. Uh, what? Uh oh. Daniel, Dan's don't done done stop checking horrible. your phone. No, he's done something horrible with the face app. 100%. <laughs> oh, Dan. Uh, right, next question. This next question is from Rui Silva from RS7 Designs. Hey, guys. It's Rui with RS7 Designs. Uh, one of the things I could get better at is shooting progress videos. Uh, between the day job, family, orders, whenever I can get in the shop, I tend to just go in there and, and knock it out. Uh, but I do love the reaction I get from customers when I do the final reveal. Um, so I do enjoy that a lot, um, especially since I do a lot of local orders. But the question I have for you guys is, if you're shooting progress videos for customers' orders, th does it diminish the reaction uh, or their surprise from customers at all? Uh, or do you tend to see that the customers enjoy or get more excited about the project because they see the progress as you're building it? All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Pete, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm currently working on a customer build that I have to keep completely secret as per the wishes of the person actually is requesting the job, which is the wife of the person that's getting it. Uh, so doing that, like not being able to do progress shots is actually super difficult and people are getting hella annoyed. Yes, enjoy that. <laughs> Sorry, Dan's sending dank memes to the group chat. <laughs> um yeah, the, my followers are getting hella annoyed because I'm not sharing. I'm being on purpose very vague about everything I'm doing. But uh, I don't think it takes away at all. I find that the customers are actually getting more more excited as they see stuff. Now, you are occasionally going to get the customer, and Dan could probably talk about this a little more, that starts to nitpick. But So I'm going to say, I, me personally, my customers have enjoyed that, except for the times where I have to hide it and I actually find it kind of frustrating because i really want to share the thing i'm making but i can't because it's super cool but you know all that so dan why don't you talk about your experiences with that i have had clients nitpick when they see the progress uh that's pretty much the downside of sharing what you're doing on social media yeah. but also i think it's a huge selling point i think a lot of people love to see how things are coming together i know the walnut desk client they actually paid me a little extra to make an, an end video 
like of everything kind of coming together from all the things that I've shared, which I think was super cool because, you know, along with the desk, they wanted to share with the people they know and, and, uh, are friends with and stuff of how it came together. So I, you know, I, you, you're going to get both, both ends of the spectrum. I think you're going to get people that kind of nitpick and as they follow along, but I think the majority of people really like to see how it comes together. And I don't think it diminishes like the final outcome, you know, as far as the, the walnut desk goes, like I could have took all the pictures I wanted in the world, but it really is hard to capture the, the actual true size and, and how awesome it was in person. So I think that still has some value. Mike, what do you think? I have nothing to add. I agree. All righty. I just, I just agree. Ditto. Fantastic. <laughs> what a cop out. Not, I guess. I also, it's not much else. Totally to do. off I mean, topic. Does customers like to see the progress picks? I mean, or they the, love the it. Progress shots. Uh, it doesn't take anything away. They don't follow that closely, so they're not like. I mean, sometimes they do if they. Nitpick, I tell all I my clients, you know, thank you, and you can follow along in the progress by following me here, and that's how I get like. 90% of all my followers. So there you go. Hot tip. Uh, Dan and Mike, this is kind of off topic, but remember that photo I promised you of a uh, little dancing Pete? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently I sent it to my work chat. So that's going to be a fun conversation on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and my buddies, but they're like, is that little Pete? I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I'm, I'm drunk. Ignore Pete me. Usually has a different connotation. <laughs> Uh, Dan, why don't you do the giveaway? Yeah, let's do the giveaway. Oh, thank you for reminding me about little Pete. Mm. Hold Just on, I gotta that. find my, my uh, I gotta find my spreadsheet here. Emma looks so young. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, uh, this obviously, let me back up a little bit. Every every week we have a giveaway, and it's sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood. So thank you very much, Macbeth Hardwood. Uh, last week they gave away a tight bond package, which included a 16 ounce bottle of one, two, and three, the no run drip glue, the melamine glue, the dark glue, the high glue and an eight ounce quick and thick and a glue brush. I mean, it was a heck of a tight bond package. One could Hmm. call it a tight package. I think somebody dropped that joke (laughs) last week. I mean, it. Really, it's a big package. It's a huge package. Of uh, glues, yeah. So anyways... Uh, How are you guys sponsored? Huh? <laughs> How are you guys sponsored? I, we don't know. We really don't know. Talk to my media manager, Mike. So if you didn't know, we do a pre-show live on YouTube every Friday night before we <laughs> do the actual podcast. And that I is don't think when, that's right. That is when yeah. we draw the winner of the previous week's giveaway and last week todd singer was actually in the chat in our live pre-show and he won the tight bond package congratulations last week? Todd i mean singer. To this week well yeah well when this comes out it'll be last week right i'm trying to unless you're a patron unless you're a patron. Get on saturday so okay goes. week 35 this week we are giving away a <clears throat> Let me uh, practice here. We're giving away a micro jig gripper. Ah. Thanks to Macbeth Hardwood. Uh-huh. That's a $60 value. 
that is an essential tool for any table saw, I feel like, at this point. It's a great yeah. It's a great tool. It's a good I safety a device. It's a great tool. Everybody should have one. We're giving one away. And mm. we have a code phrase for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we've come up with anything, so I'm going to come up with something on the fly. Polish nipple tassels. It <laughs> <laughs> was dancing with the czars. Nope, no, that's, that's the, the, that's the show, show title. title. I'm not taking that. That is the show title. <laughs> but you did say something after you uh, said that you accidentally sent that picture to your work friends, and it's Little Pete. I believe Little Pete is going to be our code phrase this week. I love how many times I've been the code phrase. Like it actually. We just... love you, Pete. You're, you're, you're oh, you're not giving font of no. funniness. <laughs> oh, I am, com- I am Comic Sans the person. <laughs> Comic Sans <Good> personify. <laughs> I change it. Comic Sans perf- person. <laughs> Comics. The code phrase is going to be Comic Sans Personified. You uh, you expect people to spell personified? You know, get close. <laughs> comic? Comic Sans Personified. Is that with a K? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Send that to us in an email at awpgiveaway at gmail.com and you will be entered for this week's giveaway. Thanks to Macbeth Hardwood, a micro grip. Mike, I cannot say this. Gripper. Micro grip I can't say this if I go fast. I got to slow down and think about what I'm using a table sock jigger. (laughs) (laughs) Micro jigger jigger. This week's item is going to be the micro grip. Micro. Oh my God. No, micro (laughs) jigger. Gripper. Come on, guy. (laughs) Come on. Thank you, Big Beth Hardwood, for sponsoring this week's giveaway yet again. Back to the show. Oh, oh gosh. Hi, bitch, dude. All right. Well, this next question is brought to you by Sam Zook. <laughs> hey, fellas. It's Sam at Heirloom Woodshop. So my question for this week is, if hard wax oils weren't a thing, what would your go-to finish be? That's it. No cop-out answers, though, for those of you that don't like VOCs. Pete. Uh, my go-to for years has been wipe on poly, but then I kind of fell in love with, uh, tongue oil too, just because they're kind of, I mean, of the finishes, they're fairly straightforward. You could just do multiple coats, just sand in between. But I mean, I've recently just fallen in love with like Odie's and, and one coat finishes or simple finishes, uh, or what they used to be known as. A one day finish, which because you could knock out a finish completely in one single day. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd probably default to wipe on poly. It's just easy. Uh, you could spray poly too if you cut it down a little more than beyond wipe on. I think you can cut. Or can you spray wipe on? You probably go have to go a little thinner. No, I think you want to go thicker. Thicker? You think? Oh, then wipe on. Had... Oh, good point. Mm, yeah, you want to. Yeah, because wipe on mm. is fifty fifty. Yeah, I think so you I, would want to add more in there. You're right. Yeah, I think it would it would probably atomize too much if you were too thin. Yeah, you probably so. want to go like right in between. So I, mm-hmm. it's usually a third, right? You go two thirds to a third. Right. What, what is it with lacquer? To spray? Making, yeah, to make your own lacquer to spray. I don't thin it out. I mean, you're probably supposed oh, to, I, th- I think you're supposed to do 10%, but I don't. I didn't thin it out with the other one I had before. 
Oh, uh, okay. I think I think Dan like cuts it in a certain way, but yeah, I go wipe on Polly. Ten, I think Dan cuts it to ten percent with lacquer. Thinner. Yeah, Dan, what do you cut? But your he's lacquer gone right now. Too? Oh, there he is. <laughs> I I cut my <laughs> lacquer. Uh, so I buy I buy brushing lacquer actually from Menards. That's why I cut it. Mm-hmm. And it brushing lacquer is just thicker lacquer. So I cut it with yeah. uh, lacquer thinner, obviously. Uh, uh, you thin it with lacquer thinner. Got it. Yeah. L- hold on, I'm a writing one, this down. Go a slow. one to two ratio. <laughs> Okay. Wow. I really thin it down. So a third. So you do go down by a third. Okay. Yeah. Because I was I was wondering like, can you? Because I was saying my my go to quick finish used to be wipe on poly. It still is for certain projects, but like, could you spray wipe on poly? Or that's probably too thin. You can spray it. I mean, it might be, be difficult, fun? but you can spray it. You'd probably want to go a little thicker, right? A tiny bit thicker. It's pretty thin stuff, but you yeah. know what? As much as I thin down the lacquer, it's pretty thin as well. So. I think yeah. you could spray it. I've never tried it though. That's a good question. Well, uh, Mike, what about you? Because I feel like Dan's actually going to have some good answers. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> that- <laughs> High yeah, expectations uh, over there. Um, if I wasn't able to use any of those, I would definitely be doing even more lacquer, which I love lacquer. Um, I probably wouldn't be doing too many polys because it yellows so much, uh, unless I'm with like a waterborne poly. Um, Another product that I do like a lot is uh, a product called Old Masters Gel Poly. It is a gorgeous finish, and it is a wipe-on. It's a gel. Uh, they have a clear satin that I like. My friend Ty got me onto it. I used it for my guitar, actually, which is sitting right there. But I've used it for a bunch of pieces. It's just super high VOC. You really want to be able to – if you're in your garage, you really want to be able to open up your garage. So I don't use it for a lot of the year. Um, but, yeah, it's high VOC, so – but it's a gel poly. You get a finish on there. No sanding between coats. You do another one on and you're done. So you could start one at like four in the evening, put the next coat on six hours later at night, and then be done in the morning uh, for that one. And then, yeah, for for spraying, I do like a sat, like a polycrylic. Uh, I really like polycrylic mm-hmm. a lot. That's just a waterborne satin poly and then lacquers i'm trying to get into some conversion varnishes i want to i've just keep getting people telling me how great conversion varnishes are so i'm trying to now, i've you, been doing some you, research on that since i got my new sprayer if you think the vocs and lacquer is bad conversion varnish is like doubly bad double jolly rancher yeah i mean it's great it's great it's super durable but the the vocs <laughs> are terrible yeah, it's something you don't want to spray like in a shop in a small garage shop, right? So, what about you, Dan? Well, as you guys know, I spray a lot of lacquer these days. I think we've talked about that before. I, <clears throat> like I said, I buy brushing lacquer, I thin it down, and I spray it through my Fuji sprayer. But if if I couldn't use that, I'd I'd really like I really like uh, water based uh, polyurethane, which is just polycrylic. Uh, I buy uh, Verathane's brand from Menards, which is great. I think it's great. And I, I use satin finish for most everything. I don't like a super high glass, but I don't like a super matte finish. So satin's just middle of the road stuff, which I think fits most people's, you know, expectations. Preference. Preference. Yep. Preference. It's a Words. shiny matte. Yeah. It's... All it is, it's just right in the middle. And before I before I sprayed anything, I always use the wipe on poly. I think I think wipe on poly just it's so easy to apply. 
I mean, you have to be a real bozo to to mess that up. I mean, it's so easy to apply. It's so thin. It's self-leveling. It doesn't leave any strokes in it from like a brush or anything. I think it, it can get a little more complicated the more coats you do. It can. But the first coat is if you're doing a one coat for color, right? You're good. I mean, it's it's so thin down that it's kind of like putting on an oil finish for that first coat. It's the multiple coats that really adds to it. I mean, polyurethane yeah. polyurethane just binds to each other. It doesn't like meld into each other, so you're just adding layer upon layer. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's a super durable finish, which is another reason why I love it so much. I use it for uh, tabletops and stuff. I think it's super durable, uh, especially if it's if it's uh, a piece that's going to a client with that has like kids that are just going to terrorize a piece like a tabletop. I think it's great. That's I didn't I mention. I'm sorry to jump in, but I've been using the uh, Total Boats Halcyon a lot, and that I really like oh, a lot. Yeah. Dan, I you know I'm not I don't think Dan's a huge fan of it, but I really do like the Halcyon um, a lot. I just did it on the Redwood table, and man, it it's one hour between coats, and it's fully dried in twelve hours after you finish that final coat. So yeah, it's, it's um, I basically really like a, it. a. It's not for everyone though. It's basically a water based, you know, product. It's a varnish. It's 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 a water based varnish, is it not? It's water based. Yeah, yeah. So it dries it's pretty water based varnish. Yeah, or it cures. Yeah, it dries. It's ready in an hour for the next coat. I love this stuff. Pete? Yeah, I already went. Oh, right. Wait, but first. We're pros. Uh, Dan? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, The next one is from Tommy G. He has a question about uh, Polish nipple tassels. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thomas here from Thomas Custom Woodworks. And I'm wondering about blades and what blades you all use for your table saw. So I'm in need of a new table saw blade. And... Uh, I know for ripping, you want less teeth, maybe 24 teeth. For cross-cutting, you want a little more, maybe 50 or 60-plus teeth. And then there's the the combination blades, the general-purpose blades. So um, I was wondering, what blades do you guys use on a regular basis? When you're ripping, do you use one blade? And then if you're cross-cutting, do you switch that blade out for another blade? Um, or is it feasible to keep sort of a combination blade in there at all times that sort of does both? But, uh, but just curious, what blades do you guys use on your table saw for different applications? Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Pete. Well, obviously a nice thin curve ripping blade and a, a fine finish glue blade and then a nice combination just for all around like a 40 to 50 tooth combination those are all the three that i own and that i think everyone should have in their shop that being said that 48 tooth forest blade never leaves my saw (laughs) i rip i cut i cross cut i whatever everything with it i just a i'm just kind of too lazy b when i finally bought like an expensive blade i like got like whoa that like there's a difference i get it now uh, so it's actually that that thing's been amazing. Aside from that, before that, I was just buying Diablo blades, and I was always a, a huge fan of combination. If you're not going to switch out your blade a lot, get the combination. But if you know if you're getting a bunch of lumber, you're going to be ripping for an hour. Stick that thin curve um, uh, resaw blade in there because that's going to make a huge difference. It's usually wider tooth spacing, so it gets. Uh, what did you say? Resaw blade? Uh, not a resaw blade. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of bandsaw now. 
a um oh. a ripping blade. Resaw, oh. resaw on a bandsaw, but yeah, a ripping blade. Nice, what like 32, 24. 30 count, thirty four. Twenty four is what I use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, highly recommend that if you're doing a lot of milling. And thin curve's usually nice because you're just not wasting a lot of wood when you're doing that. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of default to my combination. It's great, Dan. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of different blades you can use, and they all have kind of a different application. <laughs> But let's be honest, we're not all switching blades out like constantly unless you got some sort of OCD problem. Yeah. I put a I put a I put a good combination blade on my saw and just kind of roll with it. Right now I have a 52 hold on. I have a 52 Amana tool Mamba <laughs> blade on my on my table saw and it works great. It's sharp. And a uh, little little plug for our sponsor, if you want one of those blades, you can hit up uh, Macbeth Hardwood and get one. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> like Pete said, if you're, you're going to be doing a bunch of ripping and you know that you're going to be doing a bunch of ripping, you should have a good ripping blade, which I actually do. It's just a matter of like, is the time switching over blades worth it? If it's one or two cuts, who cares? Exactly. So it's I have a I have a cuts? really good ripping blade. I have a good Freud ripping blade. It's a twenty four tooth thin curve blade. I have a really good uh, cross cut blade. It's an eighty tooth. Uh, I think it's a CMT blade. I wouldn't call it really good, but it's good enough and it, it does the job well. And I have the combo blade from Mamba that I just put on there. Or, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna use your saw blade to make dado cuts and stuff, you should get like a nice flat grind, uh, full curve blade, eighth inch flat grind. Um a lot of times when you buy a table saw blade, the the teeth are <clears throat> left, right, center. Left, right, center, yes. Thank you, Pete. Uh a good flat grind blade will have all the teeth flat. So that if you're making dados with it, you know, you don't get ridges in your in your cuts. Anyways, that's that's another longer topic, I think. Mike, what do you think? Uh I keep a 24 tooth full curve uh glue line rip blade in my table saw at all times. It never gets changed out ever. Um uh, I don't do I don't almost I almost do no cross cutting on my table saw. I almost never use my giant sled anymore since I got a track saw. I do almost all my cross cutting on my track saw and that's got a um a general purpose blade in there that's got the festival one in there um i also have like a replacement rip one in there or that i swap out of into my my smaller track saw every once in a while um for my table saw i also have an eight inch oslin dado stack set um that is it'll go to you know what is the it's not the 13 sixteenths wide <clears throat> dados and then i have a finger joint flat top uh wide blade set that can either be an eighth inch or a quarter inch for finger joints it's a flat top so you can get perfectly flat no crowning on the uh, tips and then in my miter saw i have an 80 tooth um i have the original actually it's a 60 tooth festool blade which is actually really good and i haven't swapped out but i have an 80 tooth cross cutting fine tooth blade from spider that I have ready to go to get thrown in there because that's what I was using in my other saw. And when I sold my other miter saw, I put the the blade that it came with in there. So, um, but yeah, I I don't do hardly any cross cutting on my on my table saw. It's like all rips. So and you brought up a I good keep point. A so like, 
Damn, what do you keep? And I keep a full girth. I have a eighty tooth. Uh, I think I just have a Bosch blade in my miter saw. Okay, it's an yeah, eighty tooth though. Out of there, that thing is hot blade. trash. No, no, no. It's a it's a that, replacement. That Bosch blade. Oh, replacement. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. a replacement yeah. Bosch blade. I got. I understand. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, their yeah, like blades a are really sixty tooth Diablo, I think, or something. Yeah, I feel like the miter saw always gets like the like the nicer. <clears throat> well, the miter saw is like ninety nine point nine percent doing cross cuts, so I figured an yeah. eighty tooth blade. Probably in there not doing a lot of rips on there. <laughs> no, no, no. But but like, I've done I've like... done a, I've done a rip or two on there. I mean, if you're it's on a construction site, you'd get you might go with something <laughs> a lot lower tooth count because you don't need that. You're just on a construction site. Who cares? Just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just take so, a hatchet and knock it with yeah, another. Usually, you go something finer for that. <laughs> Framers don't just care. Curious. But I, I did <laughs> yeah, want to no. say you, you, Mike, you brought up the uh, Festool track saw. That that blade that comes with that track saw is actually really nice. Yeah. I haven't had. Yeah, same with the Capex. The blade's unreal. I don't. Yeah, I have no desire to change that blade out. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it for that. Yeah. I mean, teacher, I mean, I'm really lazy about switching out my table saw blade. Yeah. So let's I be honest. We don't like myself. switching out blades. Nobody I, likes doing it. Yeah. Get I just keep, a it, good combo I just keep it with my rip. Good combo and a good rip. Yeah. Uh, this uh, next right. question is from Tyler Isaacs. Hey guys, Tyler Isaacs here, Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. And I got a question for the pod. So I'm interested, do you have any quirks or superstitions or maybe rituals you like to do before you come in the shop or when you're shutting down the shop? Appreciate it, guys. Dan, rituals? <clears throat> I uh, do a dance, start a fire, <laughs> and take all my clothes off and start chanting really loud. Throwing hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I get my neighbors to throw hot Max dogs at my face. Max just catches them out of the air. <laughs> no, the oh, only the, the only the thing gift? I the, the only yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I have the only thing I do when I go out to my shop is it doesn't feel right if I go out there without a cup of coffee in my hand. I have to go out to the shop with a cup of coffee in my hand, otherwise it just feels like something's off. At least a tumbler. I feel like a tumbler. Yeah, it's got to have. It's, I, need, like, I got to have that DDWW tumbler I got from Christy over at Oak Hill Mills Millworks <clears throat> with my logo on it. Got my, got my two right here. Yeah, a rooster shed one. This this is my my coffee. Mug. I guess that's my ritual. Just have have that in my hand. I like that, Pete. Uh, for me, going in not. Well, I mean, aside from preheat shop in winter and cool off shop in summer. <laughs> um, I guess going out of the shop, used, there used to be a ritual of like, I would close out almost every night by like, all my lights were on strings. So I'd go around like, yeah, have a great night, guys. As I'm doing a story, I would just turn off all the lights and everyone would yell at me like, just get an Alexa, you you savage. You know, these different words. I don't, it, I don't Dan? ever turn my lights off. They're always on. In the shop? In the shop. Never turn uh, them off. It's Nebraska. Your electricity bill is like nothing. It's like $3. It's $3. They will LED charge him if he turns them off. It His heat and so lights are on all you your think I'm lying. They're never it on. fights with the AC. No one thinks you're lying. <laughs> yeah, no, no real rituals. Oh, I'm I joked you're around. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I joked around in the beginning uh, in a pre-show that like I have a Wayne Gretzky thing that I just slap on a way in. Maybe that's like Brad Rodriguez. I just slap it on a way in. My shop They're right, on now. right now. Lights fully on. Of course I think mine are on right now too, but I will be turning them off before I go to bed. Mike, I need to get that Alexa shop thing that Mike has. That he's probably going to yes. talk about. It's 
no, I wasn't going to, but I will now. I don't have any <laughs> any like routines. I just go in there and tell my Alexa to turn on the shop, and then that's your routine uh, right there. That's only be- Alexa. Turn I mean, on the shop. I guess I turn on my I turn on my lights. <laughs> Sick routine. No, I don't have any. Dan, you may have just light. turned on a bunch of maker shops. Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> I put my laser on one. Pew pew. That was fun. No, I I, I uh, don't have any. I just try to get out there as soon as I can. <laughs> I don't really have any like weird things I got to do. I mean, things I got to do before I go out there. So just got to get out there and get in the shop. It's kind of my. You thing can't now. tell me you don't go out there without a cup of coffee though. I mean, I co- usually coffee I mean, with coffee. I, I will. On the weekends, I do. On the weeknights, I get out there at like eight thirty. And oh yeah, you're like probably want, not wanting to pound coffee. Yeah, <laughs> not be, be able to get to bed even later. So yeah, That's no. True. On the weekends, though, I get up, we have breakfast, I roll out there with my coffee, and I work. So that I guess would be a routine then, going out there with my coffee on the weekends. So, but no crazy. You rituals. win, Tyler Isaacs. Yeah, <laughs> and then I promptly murder a virgin. So <laughs> sacrifice. We call it sacrificing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. Whoops, my bad. Sacrifice. Uh, that is. Oh, Dan has to read a question. Ooh, yes, hold on. Uh, stall a little bit. While I open this up. Well, I wait, am no, doing it. Just come. Oh yeah, down. that's the name. That's right. I was like, wait, there's one more. <laughs> oh no, that's the question. I have there's, it. We're ready. That's the one. Yeah, this is yeah, from Nate. He sent it in to us on our podcast DMs on IG. Once again, we don't usually accept questions for our podcast IG, but here we are. I'm going to read it anyway. Here we are. Uh, Nate says, hey, guys, I have a question, conversation. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the topic of the expense of woodworking as a hobby. I feel a lot of woodworking influencers, I guess you'd call them that, are afraid. I have to, like, paraphrase because. It's all good. You know. <clears throat> I guess you'd call them influencers are afraid to actually talk about the real cost of woodworking. I feel it's taboo or something. If you're someone who is cheap or doesn't have the means, I don't think this is a hobby for you. Things like having a climate-controlled shop, having proper dust collection, having all the proper 220-volt electrical outlets installed in your shop, then having the right tools to do each each operation. I don't know. I guess I'm just blunt about it. If you want to do that hobby right... And safely, it's a lot of money. Just wondering your thoughts. There was a lot of rambling. I'm not sure if there was a question there. But, like, what are your thoughts on... I think what he's getting to is, what are your thoughts on uh, the expense of this hobby profession compared to... I get what he's saying, though. Like, all these influencers make it seem, like, glamorous. But, like, it's expensive to get into... Um, so what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if I agree that anyone makes it like glamorous, but I think I agree with him that no one's like, Hey, this one, (laughs) have you seen my Instagram $100 for this tool? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's extremely expensive. I don't want anybody to come rob me. Hobby. Yeah. We could probably all sit here and go, well, I got about $30,000 sitting out there in the garage. It's ridiculous right now. You don't. Yeah. I think that, I think that like. <clears throat> it's extremely expensive. It's like anything. You could start like falling down the motorcycle niche. You could start getting into golf. You could get into like stocks. Photography. You could get into crafting. You could get into photo- – yeah, you can get into videography. You can get like a doable – it depends. On, it's all about um, what you want to do with it. And look, if you're cheap, 
it's not for you. If you're, if money is tight, this isn't, there's a reason that there's not like a ton of 20 year olds into woodworking because usually the people that are in it have an established career and they have some funny money and they can usually spend some money on this thing if it's not something they're trying to do for a living. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how much people need to accurately represent that. Like, I don't think it's on the people, like, I don't feel like I should have to explain to people that these things cost money. Do like one second of research and you'll see that these things cost money. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not really on like the people that are doing the hobby to explain it to people. Like people spending time, if you spend any amount of time, I mean, look at the, how expensive some of these tools are. They're crazy expensive. I mean, you start getting into like the larger industrial tools. I mean, I was looking at some Italian made brand yesterday. They have like a 24 inch joiner. It's like $320,000. It's like the Ferrari of, of woodwork. They get insane. Like they get insane. But there's the other side of that same coin is, you know, if you just want to make some cutting boards all day long and you don't really want to go deep down the rabbit hole of expensive tools, you're going to be just fine with the, some pretty inexpensive tools for the most part. I mean, you could get barely above DIY grade tools. I mean, there's people on Instagram now who use a lot of those, uh, the green tools to make just fine stuff. There's nothing wrong with those cutting boards. They, you can put food on them just as well as any other cutting board made on a saw that's $6,000. Yeah. So it's not like there's no shame and like, there's no reason to like shame people. But I I think if you spend any amount of time looking into this hobby, you're going to go, Oh yeah, this is expensive. And there's a tool for everything. I mean, this woodworking has been around, it's not new. So like the, every, there's like a tool for every single, every single activity in woodworking. Like you can have a tool for everything, literally everything. I mean, there's a niche, everything's all niche. Look at all the different brands out there that make so many different things. It's crazy. Sorry. Rant over. Anyone else want to jump in here? Or? No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you. Uh, you know, it, this is a rabbit hole and it depends on where you want to take it. Do you want to crush yourself financially or do you want to just be a hobbyist and uh, buy what you need as you need them? We all didn't just wake up with these tools in our shop one day. We built up with this. It's a huge investment. It's a huge investment. And I've been, I've been buying tools since I owned a house uh since i bought a house in 2001 it's not something i just went out and started buying and buying and buying you upgrade over time and as you as you make money at this if that's one of your goals you reinvest yeah, you into your to. tools so yeah i think mike pete and i are all very lucky in that we have a lot of good tools but it's not something we woke up to you know, yeah. we, we built up to this. <laughs> I mean, we're very lucky, yeah, in that, other, but it's, other thing it's is, been I'm, a, it's I'm been like, a grind. Nobody needs to apologize for that, for that to anyone. Like, uh, you know, the, no one needs to apologize, apologize for, for success. No, it's not even yeah. success. Like if you're an adult and you have your own money, you don't if need you have to a explain hobby, yeah, yourself. That you enjoy doing. You don't yeah, need to exactly. explain yourself to anyone with your money. If that money, if those tools bring you joy in your life, you go buy those tools and you get happiness with your money because you know what? You're going to die. So why go through your whole life being like not finding joy out of anything? So you might as well take some of this money and have like a happy time for, for however short amount of time you're on this planet. So, I mean, that's kind of my look, my outlook at it. I mean, you don't need to, you don't need to feel bad. I mean, you need to be a responsible adult, but that's not on anyone else but yourself. You can't, you can't like put that, you can't put that on other people. People don't seem to want to do any research for themselves these days, it seems like. 
It seems yeah. like they want to just reach out to someone and get the answer for, from them. You know, it's like, man, uh, you know, people go, man, you know a lot of things about this stuff. It's like, yeah, because I spent a lot of time researching it and trying to learn it. And that's the problem with a lot. Me and Pete were, or me and Pete were just talking earlier about people that uh, buy certain tools and they don't, they just want the thing to do it for them. Uh, but there's a lot more to it. They just it. want the you answer. Know, they just want the answer. Yeah, just, they want, just to want the answer. Yep. It's like they don't want the they don't want to look into why or how. That's that's relevant to this conversation in the sense that it's not on the people using the tools. It's not their responsibility to explain how much those tools yep. were. Like, I mean, do you want like on the post like tool value in this post? <laughs> like, what do you want from that? That's kind of my yep. point. It's just kind of like it's not an it's unreasonable. You know, it's, not like, plainer, it's not even this much. Whatever. No, I know. I yeah, know. it's not anyone's deal. I mean, it just doesn't. So it doesn't, I, it's ex- I would say but like, the bottom I, line is it's extraordinarily expensive hobby and tools can get crazy and it depends on the scale and at what you do with it. I mean, there's CNC's that are like $300,000. It's as, How, where do you want to take There's also CNC's that are $200. 900 yeah. I mean, it it's as expensive you as you want it to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, so, exactly. Um, Mike, can you toss it to me so I can legally say yeah, it? Go, take it in time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're not. This is a round table. You know, legally we have to. This is a round table. You have to toss it to me so I can <laughs> speak. But Shoot no, Dan, Dan hits it on the nose. This you choose your level of involvement because in reality, like I, I agree a hundred percent with Mike and Dan on everything. But also, you know, the uh, Nate kind of came in with like, it's an expensive hobby. Maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe I'm just very blunt. Like, no, it's it is for everyone. If if somebody wants to just do hand tool joinery with $150 of restored, you know, uh, flea market tools, yeah, you can do it and you can do great stuff with it. If you want to just work with basic tools, shoot, I started with a a, a DeWalt uh, contractor saw and a Ryobi miter saw, true blue old school Ryobi miter saw and Ryobi tools. That's what I started with. Now I have a bunch of Laguna tools and fancy things, but I keep my shop money shop money i don't pull for my own personal money which means my shop has just slowly grown and i've made some money with projects but i've also just had fun my thing is it's not a main business for me it's a hobby i've just been very fortunate to a point where i can afford these tools now and you can too but you got to start somewhere you don't have to go and and we've all seen those guys that like just got into it have like a dewalt contractor saw and then they have a $3,000 joiner. It's like, what? <laughs> or something else. Like they just, they're seeing the tool. They have the money. But at the same time, it's your money. If it makes you happy, yeah, who, who cares? cares what someone buys? It's I literally, a hobby. It's like. It, it, like that's the thing. If it makes right you happy. Now, if you just want to have a fully outfit shop that you can go into once a week for an hour and makes you happy, hey, more power to you. But you don't need a lot talking, of money to get started. I was just talking to someone who does YouTube and I was telling him I'm, I have like, it, I was getting a bunch of crap for, cause I have a CNC and he does a lot. This guy does a t- like almost exclusively hand tool stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's so funny. I'll do my projects and he'll get people saying, why don't you just use a router? You know? So it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like people are never going to be happy. Everyone's so it's like, why even try yeah. to explain yourself? So it's like the internet is just full of people with opinions, but you know what the bottom line is? It doesn't affect you. So shut up. Like really, Cost like if of someone entry else has stuff, low, cap is infinite. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't. It, yeah. What people have doesn't affect you at all. Like it just doesn't. And the only way you let it affect you is if you're jealous. 
That's the bottom line. So you, you've, and just don't like it doesn't affect you. Like, and, and what everyone else has and doesn't have, it just doesn't affect you. So what you need to do is you need to look at everything you do and find out how you can maximize your joy out of it. And you need to go, okay, does this hobby, okay, how, how much money do I responsible, how much money can I responsibly spend on this thing? And, uh, and then you find out what that is. You, and you make that work for the thing you want to do, whatever it is. Yep. It doesn't have to be woodworking. It's anything. The people who are doing it as an instructional to give you instructions and how to do stuff. It's not on mm-hmm. them to tell you how expensive it is. It's on you to figure out how expensive it is. <laughs> that's the bottom line. But the real answer is it's extremely expensive. I think that's kind of the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just an expensive hobby, but it does, like Pete said, a hundred percent. It doesn't need to be. I mean, we've all been into expensive hobbies. Mike, what did you do before woodworking? Motorcycles. Paid for uh, for a good amount of my tools coming in. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just depends on what you do. I have other hobbies that are stupid expensive. Dan was way into uh, cheese curds. He sold his collection. Collectible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I used to to rock climb and rock climbing's hell expensive. Like crazy expensive. I heard other things you did. Ballroom dancing. Not Ballroom dancing. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, is it pretty pretty low? My cost mom was a seamstress. She made all my costumes for free. Pretty much just that but, fees, yeah, That's okay. it. I've Sponsors, never y'all. done it, so I need you to tell me the cost of it, and I'm not going to look like, into it at all. You're not going to look into Ooh. it. You just want to know how to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. 3D printing. No. Yeah. Black I, hole of of money if you don't do it right. <laughs> look at every. I mean, look at. I mean. Dan's in, in does photography. He's got extremely expensive camera that, equipment. Yeah. I got into I got yeah. into videography because I do the social media woodworking thing. I've got super, uh, you know, I've got expensive a lot of money into my camera. I have easily to do videography for thirty to thirty five thousand dollars worth of camera gear. It's ridiculous, right. but it's all depreciated though. Nobody robbed it. Them. Really did. Like, it really has depreciated. <laughs> but like, but the just with woodworking, like, like you want to take some pictures. You just grab a cheap camera, right? Yeah. 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 You could just grab a camera <laughs> so, and take pictures. But iPhone. I I wanted to pursue that as a career yeah. and make money and not work for somebody else. So I dropped money into it and it, you know, turned into this whole thing. And, you know, if you want to make money, you got to spend money to make money. Scales. And one last little Scales. tidbit. As an, inf- if you're an influencer, first of all, if you're, if you have 10 followers, you're an influencer. Somebody's following you. They're interested. You have no obligation to share that information. You're not the person that you're not required by law to share the cost of all this, whatever. It's, hey, I do this stuff and I enjoy it. If you want to watch it, follow along or don't. Like you have no obligation yeah. to do that. That's it. Yep. Good question. Oh, right. It yeah, was a good right. question. Yeah. I feel like it makes, I it was more of a topic. It was, it was a, a topic. Good, like topic thing. Yeah. Well, a topic. topic. Well, that's the show. Is that, that it? Questions. Yeah. We don't have anything it's, else? Did uh no. Did we hear from Keith or <laughs> no. he's still out? <laughs> no. Keith. Look at Pete trying not wow. to be super mad. <laughs> he's, he's dead. I'm not. He's no, dead. I really Do you think I really I think not. I get mad? I, I legit What did I just share with you? Literally it. my dance photo from when I was a child. <laughs> I, I was legit shocked that you openly shared that so quickly. You know that is going you. on the pod well, account on Monday. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's just I've me. I've already it's me. saved it's who it. I am. 
like yeah, just to give clarity the guys thought they got to me the other day but i was just having a really rough day at work and it was just not having anything and they they think i get upset about things like that and i'm like I don't all right care. mike you and i let's talk real quick without pete here he was <laughs> legit upset about the monday post Oh, there it is. Where Keith got fired. I don't know if he was upset about the. I don't know if he was upset about the Monday Post. <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> I don't know. There's Keith. Get I wasn't sure. No, dude. I anyway, feel like I mean, Pete wasn't upset about it. I feel like Pete was having a bad day. I was a little, you know, when you're like, when you text me and was like, "What is he mad?" <laughs> I was like, and I, I was just I like, maybe we I, should, like, maybe we should talk about beer. But I don't know. What the hell is this? Why are we still talking about this Keith thing? This is so stupid. I got. I, I don't have time for this crap. I was just yeah, like super annoyed about the world. <laughs> What's so funny is, is it really? What well, we haven't isn't a joke told, about Pete we, at all. We told uh, the people in the pre-show what the key thing is yeah. about, but we haven't told our you know. So like, if you're like, still listening, let's just tell the show. Fifteen I mean, minutes yeah. into this. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. You want to say? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, uh, someone was in a pre-show last week, and they asked a question via email. Or something. No, email. Was, yeah, uh, they wrote in a question. No, it was, a, no it was an email. No, he, he wrote, wrote in, in chat, right? No. Oh, you're right. You're email. right. I'm sorry. You're right. It was an email, but he was in chat. Yes. And we read the question as we always do with the pre- we preview all the questions. But by the way, check out the pre-show. We preview all the questions. Um, and we didn't answer it. Because we, we don't. just we, preview them. We, we answer them in the right. thing. And, and the guy was like, pre-show. I put up with all this ridicule. Preview. To which I we didn't mean to like offend. We just I guess he didn't know how we work usually. It was like, yeah. was like I put up we with all this ridicule. He had endured. a a, a semi funny handle. <laughs> he did use email. the word endure. endured. And yeah. we all made jokes. Uh, I apparently start. Well, I I no I know for you a fact were, I started the you joke. You were the worst. You guys know I have a a man cave, but it's from my boys, yo. It's my boy cave. My, my boys boy. in there. My boy cave. It's boys with a Z. Trying to keep the CIA. So I started the joke, down. and the joke just kept <laughs> going. Um, the person was got upset because of that, and that we mocked them and uh, never answered. And we we weren't. We were just. We you guys know us. We just fool around. We bust each other. We were just joking around. We were busting each other's chops. Huevos. Yeah. Huevos. No, we were just joking around. The guy got upset. Yeah. We're not going to apologize because someone got upset. No, but no, no harm, the no foul. Kicker man. is, a joke. He wrote an email to us, <laughs> and he said, "What Keith said was unacceptable." Blah, blah blah blah. I Keith is losing a follower. I can't believe Keith <laughs> did that. Uh, we and we're figure all out like, who he's talking about? Who's Keith? Who's Keith? <laughs> and then we're all like, "Oh, I think it's Pete." We magnum <laughs> PI'd it and figured it out that Keith is Pete. <laughs> we're of, yeah, we're a bunch of Hardy Boys. Uh, <laughs> So we had so, to fire Keith. So yeah, Keith, Keith got fired. Keith got like, oh, it was very, very nasty. It was Keith was leaving a good. <laughs> he was no. heated. He was heated. Yeah. He threw his feces at us. I worked Big with thank Keith you to at Macbeth for sponsoring so the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the story. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It came uh, out of left field, and now Keith is a thing. We are <laughs> bummed out to hear that he got so upset. We do yeah. not apologize. Well, that's unfortunate, for but you know, but, he's yeah, no that's unfortunate. Us. I mean, yeah, he died promptly after the show. <laughs> uh, big thank you to Macbeth for sponsoring this episode. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the giveaway. Uh, big thank you to our patrons for all their support that you guys provide us. We really do appreciate it very much. And uh, we would ask that you would share the show if you feel that you want to. 
And uh, even if you don't want to share the show and just pretend that you do, uh, give us some thumbs up. No, how does that work? Reviews. That's right. Give us yeah. some reviews over on uh, on iTunes. That really uh, apparently may or may not help us. Uh, we don't really know. No one knows. It's because we're building a mystery. Pete, why don't you make a Sarah McLaughlin joke now? What? Okay. In the eyes of an angel. <laughs> no, I, I do actually want to mention something. <laughs> it, it's something we don't talk feet. about often, but it, please, if if you have a YouTube channel, subscribe to our channel. We yes. go live every single Friday. It is genuinely a blast. We have a great time. It is the last fun. couple of weeks, we've had just like these crazy hijinks. Uh, some personal stories get shared. Wacky uh, Celebrities drop in. Um, yes. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of our show titles come from the pre-show. A lot of our show titles come from All of our inside jokes, all of the inside jokes, and a lot of our titles. I was laughing so hard this week. I had to- He had to leave. I had to leave. I was laughing so hard. I was driving. <laughs> I've never seen Dan laugh that hard. <laughs> While my wife right next to me in a live video was frantically searching through a photo album. You guys remember those? Yeah, those are old. Uh, <laughs> searching for a an embarrassing photo of me and I was all about it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so shared. Definitely, be shared. definitely check out. Yeah, Dan's got it now. <laughs> definitely check out the pre-show. It's a lot of fun. Sub to the channel. Uh, you know, we do fun spontaneous things in there. Sometimes we do a giveaway. Sometimes we do something else. You can get an extra entry to the giveaway, right, Dan? Yes, you can get an extra entry to our weekly giveaway sponsored by McMath Hardwood. Yeah, and this week's giveaway phrase was a secret because you weren't there. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> so maybe bummer. check out next week. Definitely. And that's end of my pre-show rant. All right. Thanks. Boom. Thanks, Pete. Very, very cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's ribbity wrap it up, huh? Yeah. Huh? Let's do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you long time. I, I love you. Bye. Foo Fighters!